Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, Kentucky, 6-0 and through the halfway point of the season. They're now number 11 in the AP poll, number 11 in the coaches poll. A couple of power rankings have them in the top 10. But this is a program now that is in the national spotlight, and it's well-deserving. Absolutely. Um... I mean, shaping up, I think, even bigger for sure than the 2018 meeting with Georgia, which, you know, at that time it truly did decide the SEC East. Whoever won that game walked up the division that day. That won't quite be the case on Saturday. It's just whoever wins has a, you know, they're, they're going to be the front runners. They, they, whoever wins the game Saturday, we should say, should win the SEC East, but it won't be finalized until later in the season. But you look at it. College game day is going to be there. SEC Nation is going to be there. Sean, I want to say it's the first time I've ever that that's happened. I think for both those shows to be at the same place, like we talked about last week, it's already on CBS. So I mean, for for a college football game, it, it doesn't in the regular season up to this point. Like it, it is the most significant game of the year, I would say, um, because you it's the SEC, and I know the Big Ten had a big matchup with Iowa and Penn State, but it's not really. <laughs> It's not really the same, uh, in my opinion, but some other people would probably disagree with that. So I think up to this point, you know, it's a pretty significant game, despite uh, a pretty overwhelming line in Georgia's favorite open. Yeah, and you mentioned SEC Nation, College Game Day, both in the same town. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that that not only does the national show take it, but so does the SEC show. You you would think that they just had Kentucky and Lexington. College game day was just in Athens for Georgia-Arkansas a couple of weeks ago. That A lot of times they won't go back to the same place like that, Derek. They'll try to even – even if it doesn't mean you go to the marquee matchup. This game is just so big. And I think that Alabama's loss last night to Texas A&M kind of magnifies this thing even more because it's your lone two unbeatens in the league that's known as the, the league that has a chance to get multiple teams in the college football playoff. The SEC's always looked at as the, the league that's going to get two, if anyone's going to get two. And and outside of the SEC East talk, Derek, that's the main thing going into Saturday. I mean, there, there's college football implications on this thing as well. There is. I mean, this is uh, I, what I told you when I texted you. At this point in the year, nothing is too crazy to dream of right now. Um, you know, I, I mean, as much as I've kind of scoffed at it on this show, realistically, yeah, they could get to 11 and one. I don't know that they will, but you know, winning last night to take two out of three games, no matter what, out of this October stretch that we talked about all season. I mean, that should put their baseline wins at nine. They should not win any fewer than nine games this year. They should beat Louisville. They should beat New Mexico State, and they should beat Vanderbilt. There's really no excuse, I think, to lose any of those games. Although Louisville, I don't think it's a horrible team, but UK is just – they're better. UK is a better football program right now than Louisville. You need to win those games. So, that leaves these three coming up, the, the next three games. At Georgia, at Mississippi State, Tennessee. That will decide how historic of a season this is. But right now, if you're in the moment, you're a Kentucky fan – you you got to enjoy this. I mean, this this kind of spotlight does not come around in our lifetime ever. So just really take this weekend, and no matter what happens, I mean, you're probably playing the best team in the country Saturday. You are. The polls finally reflect that um, with, with Alabama losing. So 
just soak all this in and and, and have the attitude, I would say, that, that Kentucky's going to go down there and for four quarters see what happens. I mean, both teams are really beat up, Sean. I don't know if you saw uh, – Kirby's quote. I mean, Georgia's beat up too. Differences. I mean, their their depth. You know, they're stacked with four and five star guys. Um, we'll probably get something a little bit more official tomorrow on UK's injury report. But you know, UK's beat up as well. They are, and yeah, this is a uh, it's a big time game, and we're going to get into that a lot as we move throughout the week here. Kentucky and Georgia. It's going to dominate. To me, it's going to dominate the headlines not only in the SEC. It's going to dominate the headlines nationally too. Just given the way that this matchup is, and here's Mark Stoops nine years in. He has Kentucky back at this at this point, Derek. And this is something that we've talked about on this show following the Florida win. And I, I told you that night going up to Lexington, this is the biggest game of the Mark Stoops era was Kentucky-Florida because you had to show that you could do it again. Last night was even bigger than the Florida game because it meant this – Kentucky's been in these spots before, Derek, but they weren't able to cash in and keep the momentum going. 2007, they beat number one LSU. They come back, they get game day. They lose to Florida – Still a great season, but they've never been able to kind of string some momentum. This is a team right now, Derek, eight straight wins, five in the SEC, one of the longest winning streaks, first 6-0 and start since 1950. They're finding ways to sustain success, which then means what Mark Stoops all the time says. If you want to play in big games, you got to win big games. They won big games all season, and each one just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, Sean, uh, I'm not going to say it's the problem, but last night, uh, with Alabama losing them, with Kentucky winning, Georgia winning against Auburn. I'm not going to say it made this game not existent. It's just everybody's attention has turned very fast to that Georgia game. But this is our recap show, so let's, let's get into what happened last night um, <laughs> over at Crogerfield. Kentucky, a 42-21 to 21 winner. I thought, Sean, easily the best all-around game Kentucky's played this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best Will, Will Levis has looked in a Kentucky uniform, probably possibly a college football uniform. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you looked at me last night early in the game and you were talking about that first drive, how his feet were – he wasn't – he didn't look as on edge, I guess is the term I'd say. Like, he always looked amped up, Derek, in those first five games, even in the opener. Like, feet was moving. Last night he was calm. Even the throws that weren't completions, that they didn't complete, th those were still good throws. And he he looked like a completely different quarterback last night. And, and you know, this is kind of the, the turning point here. We've been saying all season that eventually this offense is going to start making plays the more that they get comfortable in that system with Liam Cohen. And talking about Liam Cohen, last night was a beautiful game plan. Some of the plays that he dialed up, the just the motions, everything, the the, the fake tosses and the RPOs, everything was just beautiful. The, the wheel route out of the backfield to McLean, I mean, everything was there. I had gone into that game all week, not really sure. I picked a close Kentucky victory on here. I think I said, what, 27-21, something like that. I felt like LSU would have some heart. We come in and, and play hard, and you, you saw the record of them coming off games against uh, – uh, off of losses anyway. I think, what, 15-16-1, something like that, yeah. under Ed Orgeron. But you got that feeling basically right away that Kentucky was a better team and that uh, things were rolling. I mean – Look at these numbers, 475 total yards for Kentucky, 330 rushing yards. They rushed for three touchdowns as a team. Rodriguez had one, Levis had two. And, of course, Levis, 14 of 17, 145, three touchdowns. 145 is not a whole lot of yards with Sean. I mean, that was it was like perfection, though. He didn't need to take any deep shots because he could gash them. He took what was there. Like you said, easily his best all-around game. And you think about it, 14 of 17, 
I mean, one of those should have been a completion. I don't know how they rolled that incomplete yeah. on Isaiah Cummings. I mean, that was probably a touchdown, honestly. Might have been his know. best throw of the year, too. Like, in, yeah. the, the spot that he put it in, the ball was right there. Ripped it in there, yeah. I mean, he, he did. He, he looked completely different. To me, though – go ahead. ahead. Finish your thought up. Well, well I was going to say, some of these other numbers, 22 first downs – on 62 plays, UK was only sacked once, and that sack came on a – it was going to be a Hail Mary attempt at the end. So, I mean, you really just kind of throw that play out. And they were only tackled for loss three times. So, the offense was staying ahead of the chains. And whenever you average seven yards a carry, you're going to beat most teams you play. I thought, you know, the score got a little closer there at the end. I thought, I thought you saw LSU's talent uh, at its skill positions because, you know, Max Johnson was just throwing up some prayers, and uh, his guys were coming down with it. Made some really good plays. But overall, Sean, against uh, a traditional opponent like that, I mean, you just got the feeling that, like, Kentucky was just way, way better than LSU. Well, and, and here's the thing to me that's diving deeper into Kentucky's success. There's a lot of things that's different. The energy at Kroger Field has been the best I've ever seen it. And, oh, yeah. and there's been some really good atmospheres. And I'm not discrediting any atmosphere prior to the last two. These two that we were just at, were better than anything that I've ever seen in that stadium. That's different. You know what else is different? Mark Stoops is different. I, I don't know who we're looking at right now, Derek, but it, it just – it's hit me different. Like, sitting there in the press room last night, I don't know if you were in there. He comes through. His family's there. He walks in. He says hi to his kids. This is before he ever comes in to even meet with us. I don't know if you had gotten down there yet or no, not. No, I wasn't, no. He comes in in the mood on and just the look on his face. He sees me. He sees Jeff Drummond. He sees some other people. And you could – he just – he was so just happy when he walked through that door. He speaks to every single one of us. Like how, He goes, how are you all, gentlemen? That's exactly what he said to us. And I just looked, and I'm like, man, that guy's feeling good right now. But what I mean by different. Early in that game last night when he lined up to go for it on fourth and goal, that's not who Mark Stoops has been in eight seasons at Kentucky, which tells me you wanted to see if the aggressiveness would come out of him, not the conservative side of him. That wasn't conservative at all. There were other points where he sent the offense out there that, weren't being, that wasn't being conservative. That tells me that he has confidence in Liam Cohen. He has confidence in his offense, even though they had struggled at times this season. I just think that you're seeing a guy now that he has confidence in his entire roster, Derek. And last night it looked like he was trying to deliver the knockout punch to LSU. Yeah, it was a tone setter right from the beginning. I mean, that that was fourth and goal from the four. That's like not an automatic go call, especially yeah. that early in the game. Drive after that. a turnover too. Like you're yeah. wanting to go get points out of that. Yeah, I mean, you, you won the toss, uh, forced the turnover. I mean, you could just say, hey, you know what? Drove down here. Maybe should have had a touchdown if we get a better call from an official. Uh, but, hey, we can get out here. We can jump out to a lead and try to set the tone from there. But he was saying no. I mean, and, hey, give credit to to um, the coaching staff. Now, I'm going off what was said by Liam Cohen. I don't know if you were over there. Liam was talking about the fourth down last week. If you remember the uh, Wildcat, I guess you could call it Wildcat. It's not, it wasn't the traditional kind of Wildcat setup that they ran, but it was a direct snap to Chris Rodriguez, and they got stuffed. And, uh, you know, I think they ran that play following the end of the third quarter. Cohen last night said he thought that the staff uh, – or, sorry, going back to the Florida game, he said that it was more of a conversation as to what play they would run. It, he made it seem like they were maybe a little bit unsure of what they wanted to do. And you think about it, Kentucky was not moving the ball very well against Florida. It was later in the game. Um, but last night, Cohen said that as soon as Stoops said he was ready to go for it, they knew what play they wanted to run. 
had it dialed up. They ran it. Rodriguez wide open. Um, great, great play call, great execution. They scored the touchdown. So I think that shows growth right there from the coaching staff. They recognized last week, whether it be Cohen or someone else in that offensive room, that, hey, we need to know what we're going to do when we get put in these situations. And that, that's good growth, I think. And you wanted to see that from the offense overall. You wanted to see, you know, LSU was, was a team that, while on paper has great talent, defensive numbers hadn't been great. You know, Stingley was out. Um, another one of their safeties is that I understand that they weren't totally healthy, but you know, UK is not either. I mean, nobody is at this point in the year and, um, to be able to run the ball the way that they did really set up a lot of those things, but Levis's decision-making, I can't remember one throw that was like, well, you know, what's he doing? And I think that's a big step for him, Sean. He hit on at least one interception every single game this year until last night and he stepped up and the offense doesn't turn it over at all. And you come out with a 21 point win. Think about this though, Sean, I mean, you beat Florida last week. You come back the next week. You're up 28 in the second half on LSU. I mean, that's a huge – I think it's a lot of momentum, honestly, going forward for the program. No matter what happens on Saturday, I think these guys recognize that that this is a very good football team. And if I think they've probably believed that all year, but they hadn't really had the performances on the field yet to show it up until the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, entering this stretch, this October stretch, we talked about it. This is where they were going to make or break. Not not, not really make or break, but define – they could have had a special season even if they had lost some games in this window. But now they're in position, Derek, that it can be extra special given what that they've done. They've taken care of business, six straight, six and oh, winnable games on the back end of this thing. But it's a, it's a game, it's a week-to-week thing. And credit to them, too, as a program. You come off a huge win against Florida. Everyone's talking about you on national shows. You got SEC Nation in town. You have an LSU team that had lost two games coming in. I asked you earlier this week, are you worried about a letdown? And you said no. You were right. There was no reason to be worried about a letdown, which tells you the growth of this program that now that not only do they have success, they've also learned and figured out how to handle that success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, they talked all week. Uh, well, last night, they talked about their preparation. Very businesslike. I mean, I'm glad that they made me look good on that. I just didn't see possibly how you couldn't get up for LSU. I mean, I didn't think Kentucky – you know, there's a difference, obviously, in being as emotionally involved – as that Florida game was, but I mean, they had no reason not to come out against a team that won the national title two years ago and try to make a statement. And I thought they did just that. So um, really good there. Sean, let's talk a little bit about the defense. Like I said earlier, 
gave up some points in the second half, but up until that, man, they were flying around, making great plays. Um, I mean, really, that first half was kind of flawless in a lot of ways. It was it was a very, very good performance. They shut out LSU at the half, um, go up 21-0. LSU came down, did a better job. If there's any, I don't want to call it a cause for concern because we've seen UK be very good against the run. And, and again, the attitude and mentality changes just naturally, I think, when you go up by three touchdowns. But LSU did have a better rushing performance against Kentucky than it had against some other teams. But to me, that's not that's not a huge concern. Is it for you? No, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, you look at the defensive stats. I thought it was a much more all around. Uh, you know, last oh. week, square, Pascal were kind of the leaders. This year, I mean, you look at it, Jacquez Jones, nine tackles, DeAndre Square, eight tackles, Carrington Valentine, eight tackles, and then Yusuf Corker, seven, Jordan Rice, six. Those are your leaders. Yeah. Um, and the really unfortunate thing, though, last night um, is, is Octavius Oxendon. Apparently, I didn't see it happen. They said he was on uh, crutches after. Apparently, he got injured, but he had two sacks. He was by far playing his best game as a Wildcat. Yeah, he that, that was actually what I was going to bring up next. That, that that's, that's concerning with him and, you know, now McCall and stuff out as well. And we, we don't really know exactly what it is with Ox, but we'll find out pretty soon uh, this, the kind of the situation around that injury, Derek. But uh, I looked at you last night and I told you, I said, LSU player Trevin Wallace is in the back in the backfield there trying to make a play. He, he slips away, reverses field. You see that play all the time go for big chunk yards. No, it looked like he had a ton of room in front of him. And the next thing you know, there's there's players all five over. Five guys, five players yeah. waiting on him. Yeah. And that, that was the play that kind of showed to me this team and this unit with Brad White, they have talent, they have speed, they play disciplined. It's just across the board. They check off every single box. I think uh, I told you last night, I said Mark Stoops is the national coach of the year, the way it's turning right now. Uh, you could make a case for Brad White in, in certain things and in, in, in awards too, Derek. I mean, that unit has been unbelievable through the, the, the first half of the season. Yeah, they've done a great job. Um, special teams is good as well. No turnovers. Just a really, I mean, top to bottom. Oh, man, I don't know where I'd rank it. It, it was – it's up there in terms of complete performances. I mean, it's top three. I'm trying to think of some others that were just total – played very well throughout the whole game. I don't know. It's up there. I would have to think. You know, against that kind of opponent, which, again, LC's got a tough stretch coming up. Um, I don't know what their final record's going to be, but that was a team that lost the season over to UCLA – one three in a row, and I mean they were right there. They lost a tough game to Auburn last week. They were up two touchdowns in that game. Let Auburn come back and beat them, but I, I wouldn't let the narrative. I, I've already seen it actually from a lot of other, not people who cover UK, people who cover other schools, saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, UK did a good job," but and they want to say, "No, LSU." And it might be true. I mean, yeah, I, I don't doubt that LSU is squandering some really good talent right now, but. They didn't look that bad all year until they played UK. So I think you got to give a lot of credit there for what Kentucky did last night. As we move, um, we, we talked a little bit about Georgia. Uh, the question I have, and I guess the column I'll write this week, and I uh, mentioned it to you last night, and it's it's going to be hard to know. I don't, I don't want to say that there's going to be any firm answers on this, even, even after the game Saturday. But the question I have, how much more prepared is Kentucky – for the spotlight this year 
versus 2018 because in 2018 they had to win a miracle game basically at Missouri they had not been playing well in the weeks leading up to that game and it felt very much like kind of a we can't believe we're here I mean we can't believe we got a chance against Georgia if we win this game we get to go to Atlanta they didn't look ready for that that year I personally think they are as a program better prepared I just wonder if Georgia's just so good that it's going to be hard to know that you know what I mean yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're definitely prepared as a program for this moment. You can tell in the tone that Mark Stoops speaks with, the the tone that the players speak with. That, And you texted me today, and you said, I don't know if they're going to go win. I don't know if they can win, but you, you do think that they're going to give them fits. And I, I think so, too. I really do. Like, I think that this was – the line's 22 that I saw that it opened at. I just think that Kentucky's going to come out and play with everything they have, Derek, and actually make this thing interesting. And that's what you want here. You want to win this game for your program. This is a national spotlight, though. Game day, SEC Nation, all the talk, national TV spotlight at 3.30. This is everything nine years in the making that you've been working for as a program. All those things that Mark Stoops did, the the baby steps, the big win here, the win versus Louisville in 2016, or was it 2016? Yes, right, with the first one against Louisville. Yes. And then you beat Florida in the Swamp in 2018. All those little moments here and there kind of tucked away, those were all just building blocks and steps to get to Saturday and to where they are. And and I texted you today, too, that regardless of what happens in Athens Saturday, Kentucky's still in the national picture when it comes to the college football playoff, especially now that Alabama has a loss in the West. It's not – I mean, you're, you're talking – everybody keeps talking about how crazy this college football season is. That It's like 2007 all over again. It could get a little crazy here at the end of this thing. Regardless of what happens in Athens, Kentucky has a lot to play for in those remaining weeks and will still be in that window of competing for hopefully a spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, my, my thinking on this game is, I mean, they, they should go in feeling like they got nothing to lose. You're playing the number one team in the country um, – is, is there pressure on UK? Sure. I mean, I think, like I said, you don't get these moments very much. But I think as players, they recognize you have what, nine, nine, ten senior starters on defense, guys. Some, some guys transferred in. Um, some, well, I guess I was counting McCall as a senior. So they got fewer now with Justin Rogers starting as a sophomore. But I mean, you have guys who played in that game in 2018. You had DeAndre Square, Yusuf Corker, Ty Asian, guys who were there. These are your senior uh, pass with it in, didn't play uh you know that was the year he had cancer um but he was on that team he was on the sidelines that game I want to say he actually came back and played uh two weeks later after that so you know he was around he was close to those guys you know I think Kentucky's going to be physical in this game I think they're going to come in and the big thing is what you saw happen to Arkansas they just got Arkansas got just crushed from the start they got pinned deep they couldn't move the ball and it just kind of imploded on them Kentucky, strangely enough, has felt like they never really had a chance to win any of those games against Georgia the last few years, yet the score never really got out of hand. I mean, they were kind of – it felt like they would get the ball back and it's like, well, you know, maybe if they do something on this drive, they can make it a game. And it just never really worked out. So, obviously, we're going to get into this game more as the week goes on. We got one guest solidified, hoping hoping to get a couple of national guys come on and talk yeah. about this game because it's uh, the game of the week in college football. And with everybody there, I think you're going to have some national people that would be interested 
and coming on and talking because I mean, it's, it's all, they're all going to be there. Anyhow, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how Georgia's going to set all this up Saturday in Athens with, with two shows, two travel shows, you know, Marty and McGee, everything's going on from Athens uh, to the point, Derek, that I was going to try to do the double dip here and cover big blue madness Friday night and then make the drive down to Georgia and do that. And I'm like, no, like every, I need to be in Athens Friday night to get ready for what's going to take place on Saturday let somebody else do Big Blue Madness. Like, this is – Kentucky football is taking center stage this weekend. It's not Big Blue Madness. And we're going to talk Big Blue Madness. We're going to talk UK Basketball Pro Day and stuff this week. Mark Stoops, though, has earned every ounce of attention that this program is getting this week. These players have earned it. And you go back to 2017, my first year covering the UK beat. The game in Athens would have decided the East that year had Kentucky been able to take care of business versus Ole Miss the week I think it was the week before actually it was and there's so many times where you know that Kentucky this game was big but it could have been bigger if the program was ready to get to that point 2018 you mentioned it it did feel like that they kind of accidentally played their way into that (laughs) game in 2018 if that's even a term because that that game at Missouri was awful the game against Vanderbilt awful they didn't play well at Texas A&M they hadn't played well for a month yeah before that game they're playing really good right now some of the best football the Mark Stoops era but they're taking care of business in those games that were Ole Miss in 2017 and some of these other games over the years. They've put themselves in position. They've made this a big game. It wasn't – it was a big game when the schedule came out. But I told you a few weeks ago, these other games that you look at get bigger is when you take care of business in the other ones as well. Florida was big. LSU was bigger. Georgia is massive. And that's because you're having success as a program. You played your way into the spotlight. Last thing I want to add before we, you know, unload all of our Georgia content on Sunday, uh, we got to get through a whole week. But the last thing I want to add, and I'll talk more about this as the week goes on, but you could not have drawn up a better bye week for UK than after this game, because you talk about one, the obvious physical health of the team. Um, they're going to need a break after they play, after these games they've played, plus the, uh, physical toll they're about to take against the most physical team on their schedule in Georgia. But the emotional side of it too, Sean, all this build up, everything that goes on, whether Kentucky loses by 40 points or wins or wins. I mean, if they find a way to win either way, you will have a week to re- you know, to kind of collect yourself. You won't have to bounce right back and, and get that emotional high and go. I still believe that's one of the big, big reasons why they lost to Tennessee in 2018 is because they felt like they had nothing to play for after losing to Georgia. Um, and I've said it on here. I mentioned it during the Chattanooga week. I did not take that lightly. The emotional swings that happen in college football getting up. So I think you could not have, with the way the season's played out, with what's going to happen Saturday, win or lose, they needed they need that bye week there to, to regroup, kind of reset things and get ready for those last five games. Yeah. I'm going to read Cole Kublik's takeaways. He always does his Sunday takeaways, and then we'll wrap this thing up there. Here's what Cole just put on Twitter. Cats have an elite play caller. One makes them different, talking about Wando Robinson. Quarterback tough as nails and still growing. Little something different about the demeanor of this team. Bunch of fighters on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They do all the little things and are cleaning up mistakes. Kroger was nuts. All of that spot on, which leads us into this should be a fun week. If you're a Kentucky fan, you soak up every single second of it. You wear your blue. You wear it with pride because you've earned it. This team has earned it. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about it this week. 
Uh, as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you Monday on Kentucky Daily. 